dropped off the prettiest little girl Same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus And she walked right over me Face From How to Barbecue Wright Studios in Hernando, Mississippi Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. It is a uh, wonderful Friday morning. End of the almost. This will be the last Friday in August. That's true. Believe it or not. And Matt, uh, I think last night you had something pretty interesting. Uh, first one of the year to go to. You know, Derek. Not a lot of people attend or ever will attend a high school swim meet and attend it at the Tunica Aquatic Center. I've hosted a couple of birthday parties there yeah. when our kids oh, were little, splash yeah, pads ago, and stuff probably, like that. Yeah. yeah, And I think that may be the last time that they were actually ran the air conditioner <laughs> at the Tunica Aquatic Center. They still Prob- have the high dive, like the super high they dive? Still have the they, thing, they, okay. they still have everything. I will tell you this. It didn't happen last night, but last year, Derek, one of the <laughs> – one of the stories about the Tunica Aquatic Center that I'll never forget Hannah Grace telling us about was they always start their season at the Tunica Aquatic Center. And um, last year, underneath the high dive, um, someone had gone to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> no. Someone had literally like gone to the super to, high dive, like the high, high dive. Like there, someone had gone to the bathroom under the high dive. It was there for everyone to see, Ooh. right? So it was kind of everybody had to avoid it and and so mm. forth. But anyway, I just tell you, that's the kind of condition the Tunica Aquatic Center is in uh, right now. They're not, um, you know, if they were under the water tower, we would talk more about them and call them out because it, it's got to be better. Uh, again, they've got a very nice gym kind of area in the yeah. front, but then towards the back, it's like they've totally forgotten how that works and and man, so man, forth. That used to be so nice. I, I remember being. Kind of envious not living in Tunica because the gym that you're talking about was free, right. free to Tunica residents. Right. Uh, and just a great thing that they built using a lot of the casino money 20, 25 years ago. But it sounds like they're kind of uh, kind of let it go to the wayside. If you have a high schooler or a middle schooler or high schooler that, that's coming up and they want to be a part of something enjoyable, something fun, it's a pretty short season, only lasts the first nine weeks. Uh, the swim team is a lot of fun. Uh, my daughter, this is her third year. She's a, uh, one of the seniors. A good friend of ours, Brian Carter's uh, daughter, mm-hmm. is, is a senior as well. But, you know, one of the seniors and just she's thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Coach Nikki Witten, the uh, – we'll just call her the official softball coach of the <laughs> under the water tower podcast is also the uh swim coach so uh coach nikki uh, great job for for doing that you know state championships in softball but not state championships in swimming that's not did you did you, were you on a swim team when you were little i didn't have a swim team my, oh. my swim team my high school swim team co- consisted of uh me and my buddies on the river that was yeah. our swim team for sure. we didn't have a swim team either. we did i did do a competitive swimming up until sixth grade for the natchez had a swim team the, the town did uh, but did not have it either, so didn't have that option. Their nickname, which is a really cool nickname, because we're going to talk a heck of a lot about football and stuff here in Luol. We're going to talk about the Hernando Tigers, of course, uh, the Tiger Sharks. That's what they call. Oh, themselves. I do like a Tiger Shark. Yeah, Tiger Shark. So they, that's a really neat nickname. Actually, Tiger Shark may be a cooler nickname than the actual Tiger. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it's also a, a better nickname than a Land Shark. Yes, that that is true. Um, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> the can opener. The uh, the can opener that almost has – my God, can we just get rid of that guy? That guy's oh, – so It's bad. brutal. It's it so is bad. so brutal right there. That, that guy's scary. Uh, he's not somebody that can walk up and kids want to – take a picture with no. and, and fluffy it's you know, it's just it is a it's just like it's the teeth with a flathead and i don't even know what's going on it's awful it's, it's awful. terrible uh you know, what's his name tony yeah, yeah tony the tony. land shark needs to go away right here on the you heard it here first uh, we'll just we'll start that campaign for sure <laughs> i don't know yeah he needs to go away trust me we would get a lot of signatures oh yeah no it's 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 i mean i i know people really didn't like the black bear 
Oh. At least it, at least it was a cooler, like stuffed animal to, to take home. Fluffy shark, fluffy something. That's the way to go. Something a yeah. kid can sleep with at night. Not a scary can opener for sure. Absolutely <laughs> not. Well, Derek, speaking of something scary. Going at it alone in the real estate market in 2021 here in DeSoto County can really be enough to scare anybody. So you definitely do not want to do that. And if you're looking for the best team, the best realtors in DeSoto County to help you with that, look no further than our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team for well over a decade when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. They were recently voted DeSoto's best realtor for the fourth time. They are currently offering a free no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They can tell you all about the value of your home, what's going on in your neighborhood, what's going on in your zip code, anything you can think of to help you sell or buy a home in DeSoto County. The best realtors to contact are Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. You can give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. You can reach Brian on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Or you can learn more about them at teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Thank you to Brian and Terry for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. Derek, during our shout-outs here in just a little while, we're going to talk about the Water Tower Festival coming up and the huge barbecue cook-off. They've already booked all the teams. Most of that has to do with our 2021 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. Located right here in Hernando, this store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or really cool high-end smokers, Malcolm's Shop is the place to go. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can learn more on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. But the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right shop located right off Memphis Street right here in Hernando. Thank you, Malcolm and Rochelle, for helping with the Water Tower Festival barbecue cook-off. And we certainly thank you for being our 2021 studio sponsor. Well, Derek, it took us a few minutes, uh, again, talking about the Tunica Aquatic Center and the swim meet last night. Good job by the Tiger Sharks. Really enjoyed cheering on those young people uh, as they continue to uh, enjoy that. A lot of fun. Derek, they have a really good team uh, atmosphere. They have a really good uh, join team. And, you know, all the teams kind of break apart and kind of sit together, Mm -hmm. obviously for COVID reasons, of course, but also from a teammate standpoint. So I'm really proud of them. And and, uh, congratulations for a great night last night, even though it was quite hot. And when I say hot, picture this, 90-plus degrees, Smells like chlorine. Can barely breathe. Oh, it's awful. Let's go. <laughs> That's, I mean, seriously, uh, it's, it's so it's so awful. If, if you play a sport outside, be thankful you're not on the Tiger Shark swim team. Uh, no doubt. I mean, it's just 100 percent humidity in that place because you just oh. can't. There's no breeze. Nothing. There's nothing. Just, absolutely nothing. Well, look. Let's turn our attention again. Alderman meetings first and third Tuesday of every month. We cover those. We don't have those going on right now. Those are coming up in the first part of September. But this past Tuesday, they did sit down and visit and discuss an open meeting for the public to be a part of to talk about the budget coming up. Tell me a little bit about it. The most of the night was spent talking about the public works part of the budget. So we know that the city's kind of broke up into five or six departments. Uh, One of the ones that people probably know the least about or hear the least about um, is the, the public works, even though a lot of people complain about it. These are roads, sewer, water, trash, okay. all of that is included under public works. And so they started off the meeting before kind of they, they called the, the guy that heads the department up there to 
basically go through his budget. Uh, but the first thing they went, they wanted to talk about that. What the, the mayor said was, you're going to see in all of the budgets, the mayor is going to ask for a three percent pay raise for all departments. Now he's all so so when when they get the budget, when they're looking at it, this will assume a three percent pay raise. It's already included in their numbers. We talked about earlier this year they did. I think it was like a one thing of what what one point eight percent. I think is what they did. Kind of bring it up a little bit. He's going to ask for three percent pay raise. Now it may be cut. Once they get all the numbers grouped together based on what they project the revenues to be, they may have to make some cuts. They may go from three to two, two to one, may, may be flat. But that's what he has asked for so far. And when they're going through the numbers, that's what they're looking at. So that's kind of the first thing that came out of this meeting was just to make them know when you see all these people coming forward, when all the departments are coming forward, a 3% pay raise is included in that. Next thing they talked about was the city has a new patching machine. Patching machine is going to help tremendously with potholes. Can do it faster, cheaper. They kind of fill the hole in, then they put a nice flat layer over the top of it. For those of y'all that kind of want to see what that looks like when they come to your neighborhood, Vaden Road, where the, the track, where all the trees were cut down, the back street, uh, look where they have recently patched up holes there they talked about. Say, so go look at that. That's what all potholes going forward, they'll all have that going forward. So if anybody wants to see that, go, go to the track, go to Vaden Road and kind of check that out. This is something interesting that the city had been losing out on sewer bills. Before the city bought the water association, you know, over there off of Bahalia Road in the last couple of years, people would have city sewer, but would be on the other water. So what people would do was they would pay their water, but they wouldn't pay the city for the sewer. Hmm. Well, the city can't cut off sewer. It's just there. You know, that we're just, I mean. You can't, you can't turn off someone's toilet. Right. The crua you know, takes care of it all. The city pays Decrua. All they're doing is, and we're going to get to Decrua in a second, all they do is they're just recouping from the citizens their cost to Decrua. So it's basically a break-even. They may make a little money off of it, but it's not a huge money maker for the city. Well, you can't cut off somebody's toilet. So they were, so people would pay their water bill, wouldn't pay the sewer part. And they were just literally, well, the, when they bought the water system, they now had everybody's water in the city of Hernando now. Everybody that, that has a, a Hernando address has Hernando water, basically. Well, there were people worth several thousand dollars wow. worth of city, and they can now cut off their water. Oh, gosh. Okay. And so they've been recouping a lot of that. They did allow people to set it up over monthly payments sure. to get it back. But basically, people had notes catching up. So the city has seen a surplus of sewer income this year because of people back paying because they literally said, I don't have to pay the sewer. They can't do anything to me. Well, they can now. Now they can. Yeah. So anyway, so that's been going on. So he kind of went over that. Next part they talked about was as lights are being replaced, they're going to look to replace all city lights with LED lights, Matt. So, you know, a lot of city lights are kind of dim. Some of them flicker. I know in our neighborhood, they flicker uh, every once in a while. So that happens. They will all now be LED lights. So Again, what used to be kind of maybe a darker part by the tennis court is going to be a lot brighter. If you're high school and kind of want to go to a little quiet place over here to do whatever you do in little quiet places in the city, it's going to be a little brighter. Derek, <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so all that, but yeah, so it, you'll start seeing as they go along, they're going to budget LED lights. Yes, they are more expensive on the front end, but it's been proven how much money that they save on the back end, you know, with uh, efficiency, they last longer, that sort of thing. So let, again, look for LED lights coming into the city. City's going to get a little bit brighter. Okay. Let me jump in real quick with my usual joke. Did Natchez have a place to go and park? A, partic- a particular place known for parking, uh, and I'm saying parking, which makes me sound like a 70 year old man. I'll call it. I'll call it that. Did, did the city of Natchez have a place that was known for parking from a joke standpoint, like you just knew? Okay, well, so there was there were basically three or four areas. So right. you, if you want to be in town, just hanging out, parking. Okay. In, in, okay, you, said, in town. you said in town. I thought you said, in, like the, I thought you said intimate. I'm no, sorry. No, in town. no, no, in town. So kind of like uh, Walmart here. Basically, okay. we had uh, called Trace Town. Okay. Trace Town parking lot. That's where everybody went to hang out. 
Then if you wanted to go from there, there was a sandbar. Okay. You go down the sandbar, which literally was on the, the river. Sandbar, yeah. Sandbar. Uh, you could go and out. That's, to, wait, wait. That's the Mississippi River? Yeah. You would go down the Mississippi River. Well, it, it was a little uh, scary. Yeah, well, it was it was on the banks, really. It was called the sandbar. It was down by the river. A bunch of bonfires and stuff down there. Gotcha. Another place called the Pavilion. That was okay. north of town by the airport. Okay. Yeah, the, the ginormous Natchez Airport that we have. Um, so there was a pavilion out there. Uh, there was a captain's nest. Okay. A captain's nest. These, a little, these names are really interesting. Yeah, a little captain's nest up on the hill that was kind of by the Ramada. Anybody from Natchez listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and so those were probably the three to four. So basically three places where they were, as you would say, um, would go to. Right. So you and Aaron Hill are the only people that know what you're, yeah, what you're talking only, about. Yeah. Only two people right now that talk. But yeah. So those are the places. Um, and then, Let of me course, ask you a quick question. Then you go across the river. You've got levees. You've got sure, lakes sure. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Could you determine. Like, would there be, like, is there a particular place that you just mentioned that you may take a first date and then you may take, you may take a mm. uh, longtime girlfriend to another it, one? It was always dependent on, like, okay, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Okay. So let, let's, uh, we're going to break, yeah. break this down real quick. We're going to break this down. All right. So everybody right now would literally, you would text and say, hey, we'll meet up here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. You know that. We didn't yeah. have that. Right. So everybody basically either you talked about it at school for Friday night. Yes. And we're going to go here tonight. This is where it is. This is where the party's going to be. They'll have a bonfire. Somebody, you know, so-and-so is doing this up at the pavilion, whatever. Or the, the meeting place, the, the general meeting place would be Tracetown. Tracetown. It's in town. Walmart. You go yeah. there, and then you set your plans, sure. and then you disperse. Disperse. Yeah. Now. Party at the Moon Tower. Exactly. Yes. Party at the Moon Tower. But, of course, there were – Rival facts. Not, yeah, sure. I mean, we're not talking about bloods and crypts Not everybody here. got along. Right. Not everybody got along. So, okay, well, they're going to be up here. Well, they're going to be at the pavilion. Yeah, we'll head to the sandbar type yes. thing. So, you yes. had some of that, too. So, yeah, but it was, uh, man, <laughs> they just don't do that anymore. I'm, Seriously, no, they, they did don't not do, do that it. anymore. No, they, no, remember you and I joke, and we, we do joke sometimes that your son and my daughter on Friday nights at 8 o'clock are both at home, and you and I text each other like, wow, that's a lot different <laughs> than we were. I mean, it, it, well, it's just, and, but they're still communicating. Oh, yeah, they're, they're still talking. Yes. They're still doing yes. everything that we did. It's yes. just that we were doing it face to face. May have been some dangerous stuff going on. Maybe not, but they are they are perfectly content at being at the house doing it. And yes. it's just, it's just a different, completely different generation. Right. So we went off on that two minute uh, discussion, three minute discussion about the Natchez uh, makeout places, uh, just because, <laughs> mainly because. But remember, well, we said parking. Uh, well, we said par- parking. parking. You're right. Uh, but Hernando's going to get a, a bit brighter with, with the LED lights coming in pretty soon. That's what we were talking about. What's next, Derek? All right, next, um, I do want to kind of go into the Decrua. So Decrua is the Desoto County Regional Utility Authority. These are the. This is the. Uh, I guess, committee that runs, or the board that runs the sewer for the entire county. So the county has county sewer. Each city does not have their own sewer. So they're talking about, and what it is, is that every year this board charges the cities for their usage. Correct. Hernando has the second highest usage in the county. Olive Branch is first. Hernando is second. So we're charged a couple million dollars a year. And again, I'm, I'm throwing out general numbers. They do talk about it on the on the uh, YouTube if you want to watch it. But we're the second highest usage. So uh, Alderman Ward 3, Bruce Robinson, he asked the question, not, you know, South Haven's bigger than we are. Three times bigger. Um, but South Haven actually is dumping most of theirs in Memphis. Memphis. We talked about that months yeah, ago. That's right. Show. And but Memphis is probably a year or two away from cutting Kansas, that off. Yes, correct. So you're going to South Haven, you know, the, the, the residents of South Haven may have a, uh, uh, a, a shocking surprise to yes. their water bills in the next couple of years when they do move to Decrua because, you know, we will now be I, I completely and confident in saying this. We will be moved to the third well, of the of 
five cities in in the uh, county on the usage. But right now we're the second, so we do have you know a lot. You know, we're I think twenty percent ish of right. the uh, of the usage. The problem is everything that runs through the treatment plant gets charged. We get charged for our usage. Well, what the city has determined is a lot of rainwater is seeping into our sewage pipes. So even though it's clean rainwater, when we have heavy rains, multiple days of rain, a lot of that's going in there, and it's we're being charged for that water to go to the sewage plant. It's, it's going through their meter. We're getting charged for it, and I think it was somewhere around four hundred eighty-five thousand dollars last year, or the, in this year, this fiscal year, they've uh, budgeted for that seepage that the, is what, not used. They, four eighty-five is they've determined four hundred eighty-five thousand dollars in charges for rain water. Right for wow. for 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 non-sewage non-sewage issues. You, yes, yes, right. Gotcha. And so that's what, and that's uh, again. Uh, please verify all these numbers on YouTube. But that's what they were talking about. And so there, the mayor is looking at potentially hiring one or two people to go, and their full-time job would be to look at fixing cracks in the sewage pipes, fixing issues that where, where the rainwater is getting into, finding the, the main places. And you know, his reasoning is if they're able to find, all, you know, I don't know what they would make, but let's say, and I'm again, I'm completely throwing out numbers here. Let's say it was just 50000 a year. Again, I'm throwing out a number. If they could find more than $100,000 of savings by fixing those pipes, you know, the cost of the pipe plus their salaries, to fix those, if they could save 200000 or more, it's completely right. worth having them on, on the on the payroll. So anyway, that's just something. Again, that's not in there yet. Right, He's sure. talking about it, but those are just some of the things that we're talking about. One other thing, and you're asking, well, how can it get into the sewage pipe? A lot of Matt, especially the older areas, Commerce Street, Elm Street, those sewage pipes are clay. Those pipes are clay. They're so old. They're clay pipes. So they can't go in there and just, you know, shoot some heat up in there to, to fix a clog or anything like that. They actually have to go in there, dig, dig it out because they would actually crack the pipe worse, causing more seepage. Sure. And so it's very hard to work on those because they're so old. And again, that's a lot of the infrastructure stuff we've talked about that maybe some of the federal money that we're getting can be used for. On the sanitation department side, a couple of things that I thought people may be interested in. Number one, our garbage company, we pay them $750,000 a year. Flat contract, nothing can be done, can't save on that. That's how much that the, the company that picks up our trash every year gets paid. Another thing is that the grass that is cut along the streets and the gutters is in the sanitation department, not the grass cutting department, hmm. because that is considered storm drains. It's okay. considered helping right. keep things out of storm drains, so that's sanitation department. Uh, and then a couple of things from the water side of the public works. They're looking for a couple of people to hire. Uh, maybe one new position, and Matt, they have three open positions. So there's four people that could be added right now to the water department. Three are open. One, the uh, public works director is asking to be added because that's how short we are. They're running people, the water meter checkers, the people that come and have to fix your water leaks and you know, at your meters, all, they're running basically ragged because they need six people. So basically two crews doing that. Right now they only have about two or three people doing that. And so really they've asked, I mean, the mayor sent it out on uh, Hernando Happenings. He's said it on the YouTube and we're going to say it right here. If you are interested in applying for a job to be a meter reader, to be or work in the pub, the, the water department of the public works for the city, please apply. There are applications available. There are open positions. Uh, so please look for that if you're interested in that. Uh, and Matt, the, uh, I guess the last one was maybe talking about, and this is another citywide thing. So I started with the citywide thing at the 3% raises. The last thing they wanted to look at was maybe 
taken a comparison of Hernando for the lowest city workers, so maybe those making $10, $11 an hour, comparing it to other cities and basically lifting those people up. I mean, we know that a lot of the issues people are having right now are, you know, if you're not paying $15 an hour or more, you can't find anybody. And people are walking out. It's definitely a worker's market right now for job opportunities. And so the city is going to maybe do a comparison over the next year or so of how we rate to other cities at our at the, at the at lower hourly positions and maybe having to raise those up to be competitive with not only other cities, but within our own city for other jobs, you know, around the area. So again, makes it was, total, yeah, it makes total sense. Again, it was a, a good meeting. Uh, of course, nothing was approved. This is everything. So this is just one part. They're going to meet with the parks director. Now, I don't know if this will be Tuesday, if it'll be the, the regular Alderman meeting, but they'll meet with the parks. They'll meet with the police chief, the fire chief. They're going to gather all this together into the master budget. So basically we're seeing each piece will roll up to the master budget, and then that's what they'll end up voting on no later than September 15th. And this is an annual thing. I mean, this oh, is the, yeah, this, and, this and is an I, annual. Thing. I'm glad you said that, Matt. The mayor said, "Hey, look, this is a unique year because it's a changeover. Right. Next year, you will see us starting this in May. Right. This I have always done it in May when I was mayor before. We started in May. I would like to have the overall budget to you with all the talks like this already taken care of. So you're receiving your first draft budget." no later than that first August meeting. So we have two or three good meetings to talk about the budget as a whole, not individual departments at a time. So he plans to starting the 2022-2023 budget in May of next year. Derek, I've told you numerous times off air, so I'm just going to go ahead and announce it on air. This will be my first time saying this. You will never have to worry about me running for Alderman. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you never have to worry about me running that. I'm going to let other people serve the city. I'll just uh, be on a podcast where we talk about it. That's yeah. what I'm going to continue to do. Um, seems to be maybe a little bit more fun. Shout out to the Board of Aldermen, the mayor, all the people that have to go to budget meetings and discuss those things and talk about city business. We really appreciate you putting yourself out there for service. Uh, we appreciate our, our city workers. I can't think of many city workers and Hernando that are making great money, quote unquote, right. great money. So, um, you know, shout out to them for, uh, you know, serving our city. We really, really appreciate it. So remember the Alderman meetings, monthly Alderman meetings are the first and third Tuesday. And we talk about those. We preview them. Then we talk about, about them on the following Friday show. So that's coming up the first and third Tuesdays of every month. It will be the Alderman meeting. So that's about all we have going on uh, city-wise as far as under the water tower here in Hernando. So we're going to move on. Uh, just a quick announcement. If you didn't know, most people do. If you're a Lewisburg Middle School parent, you know what I'm about to say. Lewisburg Middle School has gone virtual. That's uh, going to be for two weeks, I guess, Derek. Not, uh, not, yeah, it's not hybrid either. It's, yeah, it's straight virtual. We had, we we covered the Lewisburg area. So, you know, prayers to those parents uh, that are having to figure out what they're going to do, what that's going to look like for the next two weeks. Uh, it affects so many people uh, for sure. But Lewisburg Middle goes to virtual learning, and uh, good luck to those young people. Good luck to the kids uh, especially. I, I don't, I'm not a part of it. Uh, I'm glad I'm not a, you know, Middle schooler right now, Derek, for sure, at Lewisburg House. Well, I mean, it's, just, it's just, it's unfortunate because, I mean, and I, they may end up like Hernando did, maybe halfway through switching to the hybrid, but right now it is full virtual. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, something that happened and it's unfortunately you know they get a certain number of cases they they feel they've reached their limit and they have to go virtual and that's what they've done yeah just sad for those kids for sure well speaking of COVID again like we we talked quite a bit on our Tuesday show about COVID-19 and we're going to mention that real quick uh healthcare workers uh, Tate Reeves the governor of Mississippi made an announcement earlier this week since our last show when it comes to healthcare workers in the state of Mississippi Derek read us that real quick and let's break it down yeah so he is now you know kind of sending out they're hiring additional healthcare workers to go to to some of the hot spots around the state. And so starting this past Tuesday, 808 nurses, three certified registered nurse anesthetists, 22 nurse practitioners, 193 respiratory therapists, and 20 paramedics 
will deploy to 50 hospitals around the state. So these, this is over 1,000, uh, I guess, new healthcare workers that will be going around the state to try to fill in, to try to give breaks to those that have been there, you know, just, I mean, really slogging along now for 16, 18 months to give them some type of level. Now, most of this, the, uh, this phase in approach has filled the level one and level two trauma hospitals, and now the level three hospital requests are now being processed. You know, a lot of this is coming from the, the MEMA, which is the Mississippi Emergency Management, uh, has requested these federal reimbursements from FEMA which is the Federal Emergency Management Association. So again, this is um, the, or agency, excuse me, this is the money coming from FEMA. Uh, MEMA has requested it to get this out there. And again, the deployment orders are as of August 24th of 2021. Now, one of the hospitals, uh, as I mentioned, there's 50 hospitals. One of the hospitals is in DeSoto County, uh, Methodist of Olive Branch will be the recipients of some of these healthcare workers uh, to help with their needs, their shortages over there. So again, this is something that the, the governor has done uh, this past week, uh, starting on Tuesday, and those will now be reaching these hospitals, trying to give as much you know, help, as much assistance, uh, and then and much needed you know, because of the, the increase in COVID numbers, uh, much needed help. Yeah, we had talked about it. The field hospital is not coming to DeSoto County. That's right. They said we're going to try and uh, fill or help the brick-and-mortar hospitals that already exist, and uh, that was on our Tuesday show where we talked about that and updated that possibility um, as far as a field hospital goes. But this is you know, first step towards that there, giving some relief if they can uh, there in the brick-and-mortar hospitals. Uh, definitely the healthcare workers, you know, I, I can't say enough about them. Uh, you and I are moving on pretty quick here. There's probably way more things we could talk about when it comes to that travel, nurses, all that stuff that you see. Um, you know, good luck to the uh, nurses that have been in the same hospital for 20, 25, 30 years and have given their life to that. And, uh, you know, good luck to the younger people maybe that are moving into an area for right now for a short term contract. Uh, just prayers go out to all of them. For well, sure. and we're not, we don't know exactly what uh, the Methodist Hospital in Isle Branch exactly. is getting. That didn't break down of the, you know, thousand plus coming in and what exactly Isle Branch is getting. But I know that, you know, there may be some that are a little resentful that people are coming in now. I mean, that, I, I could see that happening, but I think that the majority of them would be pleased for the help, uh, maybe to be able to go home at a decent hour, maybe uh, a couple of times and, and just to take a break because you know they're burned out. You know that they're probably, you know, burning the candles at both ends. And so we, again, like you said, we really do appreciate all the hard work they've put in and uh, continue to put in because it looks like right now, you know, we, we may be hopefully we're reaching a plateau, but we won't know for the next few weeks. Right, exactly. So we're always going to praise the healthcare workers in DeSoto County, especially right here under the water tower that work very hard at Babs DeSoto and Methodist and, and, and at the Med and all these places in the Mid-South that they're, they're so giving of themselves. So we definitely uh, want to send a shout out from us to them and just say thank you. We, we really appreciate it. Derek, we'll end on good news from the state of Mississippi. Forbes Magazine, which Forbes Magazine and the state of Mississippi rarely get mentioned together, but but they did give us a little bit of positive uh, information. Uh, State of Mississippi ranks uh, in the top ten in something. Not uh, Ole Miss Rebel offense yet, but um, no, no. But, but something else. What you got? Forbes came out with kind of where the how states have done recovering their jobs from the pre-pandemic numbers. So Mississippi currently ranks tenth in the nation in the percent of jobs that have been recovered uh, since the pandemic started. So before the pandemic, Mississippi had one hundred and fifty-one thousand two hundred jobs that were lost. So that's how many jobs were lost over the last 18 months. They have added back 124,800 of those jobs, or 82.5%. So again, 82.5% of the jobs that were lost due to COVID-19 have been recovered by Mississippi, which puts us 10th 
in the nation. Well, Derek, we would be in the top nine had it not been for the city of Fernando uh, employment issues. You know, <laughs> those three employees. We could <laughs> fill those three positions. <laughs> we could fill those three positions and planning director and all that stuff. Man, we, we put us in the top nine for sure. But look, Mississippians are not afraid to work. I mean, mm-hmm. the ones I know and we know and, and, and they're friends with and so forth are some very hardworking people. If you're a healthcare worker and wanting to take a break, wanting to get away from DeSoto County, get away from it all for a bit, you might want to go on vacation. You may want to get down to the coast, get down to Orlando, go out to LA, whatever it is. And if you're looking to travel right now or over the fall, the spring, and definitely next summer, now's the time to reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at Magical Destinations of Fernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, a tropical getaway, a Gulf Coast getaway, a honeymoon, an anniversary trip, anything you can think of when it comes to travel, family-related, couple-related, singles trip, it doesn't matter. These ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today and start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. Again, that's 662-469-6304. Or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations on Facebook and Instagram. North Point Christian School is excited to kick off the 2021-2022 school year with the highest enrollment it has seen in five years. With more than 1,000 students, the school is excited about the year ahead. North Point is the oldest and largest Christ-centered college preparatory school in DeSoto County. Located in South Haven, they serve students PK through 12th grade. If you have any questions or would like to take a tour, contact Ms. Sheila Sharon, Director of Admissions, at 662 669-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Podcast brought to you by the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information, you can reach out to Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director, at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. The Hernando Farmer's Market takes place every Saturday, May 1st through October, from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Square. Over 70 vendors participating each weekend. To me, it is the best farmer's market in the Mid-South, arguably the best farmer's market in the state of Mississippi. You definitely don't want to miss it. This Saturday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Hernando Farmer's Market, located right here on the historic Hernando Square. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213, again 662 662- Four two nine five two one three, or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. 
If you are interested in advertising on the ETW podcast, you can always email us for an advertising packet at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. That's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Going into football season, going into the fall season, through the rest of the year, if you're not advertising on the ETW podcast, you're definitely going to miss out on some good ratings. We really, really have some big plans for this coming fall. Well, Derek, our Friday show, always going to be the DeSoto County Shoutouts. It's a part of the show that we thoroughly enjoy, and we want to bring light to some different nonprofit organizations. We're going to start off with one of the best nonprofits right here in Hernando. The DeSoto Arts Council will be hosting their first Friday back porch party next Friday, a week from tonight, Friday, September 3rd, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. There will be live music. It is free and open to the public. There will be food available directly from Underground Cafe. If you'd like to order, you can simply order there and they will bring it to you. Drinks are available for purchase. If you are a member of the DeSoto Arts Council, you will get your first drink on them. So if you are a member, you get your first drink. The first Friday back porch party by the DeSoto Arts Council, a wonderful event that will continue. They have another one coming up October 1st, obviously. But Friday, September 3rd, DeSoto Arts Council, first Friday back porch party right there off of Highway 51. Leads us into another upcoming uh, nonprofit organization fundraiser, the Shotguns and Sunflowers. Friday morning, September 10th. That's Friday morning, September 10th, uh, located out at Palmer Home. There'll be a skeet shoot competition out at Palmer Home, raising money for the Palmer Home. Just a wonderful, wonderful thing. A great asset to the DeSoto County uh, landscape, especially here in Hernando under the water tower. Uh, Derek, give us more information. All right, so this is the second annual Shotguns and Sunflowers. It is a sporting uh, clay tournament, uh, as you said, held out at the Palmer Home off of Baldwin Road, uh, out 304. Uh, the tournament teams will shoot a variety of targets, each to win coveted prizes and bragging rights. After the tournament, guests will enjoy appetizers and libations, followed by awards, a Bloody Mary bar, a delicious Southern-style lunch that will put your grandma's cooking to shame because it's done by Malcolm Reed, pitmaster and owner of the How to Barbecue Right company, which is a, the sponsor of our studio, How to Barbecue Right. They will be grilling on-site uh, for that day, for that for your lunch there. So you like to see Malcolm out there, watch him cook, do all that kind of wonderful things. He's doing that uh, for the Palmer Home. Again, just giving back to the community. Uh, again, so there's sponsorships available. You have a $10,000. You could be the uh, the co-presenting sponsor all the way down to $1,000, which will get you four guests to be able to shoot uh, and then, of course, recognize uh, recognition on their media pages and that sort of thing. So, again, please reach out to go to palmerhome.org. Go there. You know, it'll have all the information, how, all the different levels of sponsorships you can do. And, again, just to go, what, what matters, about two weeks from uh, two weeks from today. Yeah, exactly two weeks from right. today. So uh, this will be a great Friday, a uh, great Friday morning. We'll hopefully have weather. You know, not maybe not quite as hot as today, but again, just go out there and if that's something you want to do, or just it, just actually go see what a skeet shoot's about. Please go out there and support the Palmer Home. And now, uh, Derek, I think you and I talked about possibly getting out there after our we record our show on that Friday morning, possibly being out there. So we'll see. Yeah, and we actually the crew, which we're part right. of, they're going to have a couple teams out there. So we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, sponsorship ranges uh, for a thousand dollars for a team, all the way up to ten thousand for a full sponsorship. So a lot of different ways that you can be a part of the Shotguns and Sunflowers Friday morning, September tenth. Look forward to that. Well, Derek, let's uh, we'll go ahead and turn our attention real quick. We mention all the time about the Sunset on the Square series in June. Uh, they're doing something now in September. It's going to be the Hometown Headliners. You can figure out what that means. The Main Street Chamber of Commerce is putting it on. Hometown Headliners is going to be full of every Thursday evening on the square here in Hernando from on September 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th. So five Thursday nights coming Starting up in next September. Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday, September 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th. 
will be the hometown headliners. Obviously, pretty easy to figure out. They're going to be hometown people. <laughs> Hernando-based artists will be playing on the square just like they do in June, except you know, June is not hometown people necessarily. So look, they've got the, uh, the Riddell McCore Band, Casey Johns and Donnie Mars, Truck Patch Revival, Twin Soul, and Pam and Terry will be the uh, headliners for those different nights. But, man, again, the weather breaks, oh, perfect man. time. Absolutely perfect. Uh, the weather. I mean, the weather breaks. I mean, you look up and it's 65, 70, 75 degrees. Look, I love the uh, sunset on the square. It's always so well attended. A really, really good time. Uh, I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it will be too. And, and, again, everybody's excited about football season. So you could do Thursday at the square, Friday at a Tiger or North Point football game, Saturday – yeah, it's Old college of your choice. State, yeah. yeah, I mean, just a absolute packed, jam-packed fall. Again, COVID is here; it's around us. But we're, you know, this, you know, this fall, you know, we're going to be living, you know, like we normally do. And I'm really, really excited about being able to have something to do Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays. Actually, Derek, I, I've gotten, I just got word that it's taking Thursday nights off on the square in Hernando, Mississippi. Take it off. Take oh, it COVID, off. No COVID. COVID. No, no COVID. COVID. No, it's, 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 it's like the bubble. It's like exactly. The bubble. Hey, th- something so good and fun and enjoyable. You know what? It's taking the night off on the square, September 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th. Uh, you definitely want to be on the Hernando Square. Something else, the 18th annual Water Tower Festival sponsored again by the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce, will be September 25th, 2021. There'll be live music, a car show, a barbecue contest put on and assisted with our studio sponsor, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed with the How to Barbecue Right Shop have helped with that. Derek, you told me that uh, all fair 30 teams have already filled the spots. It was going to be an absolute blast September 25th, that Saturday. Yeah, Sibony, uh, talk with Sibony at the Chamber. Uh, she's the chamber director, and she said that a lot of y'all remember that, Panola Street. They're blocking off all yep. of Panola Street, taking the right where the old sheriff station used to be, so that parking lot to the right as you go down Panola Street. All of it will be full. They, they maxed out at 30 teams basically within a week. I mean, very, very quickly, once they realized that Malcolm and Rochelle will be involved, that those teams maxed out. So 30 barbecue teams will be cooking. With judging, they'll be able to, I believe, load early Friday morning, be able to cook all day Friday, Friday night, we have to turn them in by, I think, Saturday at 3 p.m. for the judging. So, again, just looking forward to a great weekend of barbecue with 30 teams going to be in Hernando for that competition. Derek, you and I mentioned a second ago, you and I are members of the crew of Fernando. We cooked for about three or four years. We did. Uh, one chicken one year. We, we did one chicken, chicken one year. Shout out to Ty Owen right there, the, uh, the uh, master of the uh, chicken. <laughs> master uh, of for the real. Chicken. <laughs> chicken master. That's what he's called. I'm going to call him chicken master. But uh, great job by him. I remember that, man. We used to have a good time. A lot, a lot of fun. Water Tower Festival, September 25th, 2021. Crafts and vendors, live music, car show, barbecue contest, and a free kid zone. Again, Water Tower Festival put on by the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce coming up September 25th. Well, Derek, that wraps up our shout-outs. We really, really appreciate all the nonprofit. We talked about it on the Tuesday show, Derek. Your word for the weekend was community. Uh, Hernando, Mississippi, we can talk about budgets. We can talk about all this other stuff. You can talk about COVID and blah, 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 whatever. Hernando, Mississippi is an awesome place. I'm glad I live here. I love it each and every day. Shout out to all the nonprofits that try and make this place a little bit better each and every week. What seems like weekend, every weekend, they're setting something up for people to do. So we really appreciate all those people working so hard. 
And Derek, speaking of working hard and being a part of the community. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFTC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Well, Derek, before I read his ad, I need to send a simple shout out to a gentleman that I've been talking to quite a bit uh, all fair, quite a bit over this week about a, you know some other stuff kind of going on. I really appreciate his help. Uh, and it, you know I can't say enough about him. Um, just a nice, nice gentleman, the kind of guy you want to live in Hernando, the kind of guy that you want working on your residential or commercial yard or outside project, outdoor project, fencing, gate repair, anything. And I'm speaking about Richard Williams with Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, anything you can think of on the outside of your home or office, you definitely want to call Richard. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't do it, he'll help you find someone who can. You can call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find out more information about Richard and his team at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Shout out to Richard. Great guy. He's the kind of person that you want to seek out for guidance, seek out for help when it comes to your residential or outdoor home needs. So give Richard a call today. Again, 662 662- 292-8855. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Last but not least, podcast brought to you by North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. They currently serve DeSoto, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. In addition to dumpster rentals for home use, they are now offering junk removal and new construction cleanup. Junk removal means they will deliver, load, and haul away your debris. New construction cleanup is great for residential contractors. They will deliver your dumpster, clean up the site, haul off debris, and do a final interior cleaning of your new home. It's a one-stop shop for a construction project. 
You can call Joe and his team at 901-299-0916, but the best thing to do is to look at their website, DeSotoDumpsters.com. Pricing, booking a dumpster, picking up a dumpster, anything you can think of about North Mississippi dumpsters, you can learn at their website, DeSotoDumpsters.com. Thank you, North Mississippi dumpsters, for being our newest advertiser. Well, Derek, last Friday night, the North Point Trojans kicked off the football season in DeSoto County. Uh, but this weekend, everybody's playing the pigskin, my friend. So, Derek, what we'll do each week is we'll talk about North Point uh, up there in South Haven, right up the Getwell Corridor. Then we'll make our way to Lewisburg. Then we'll make our way officially under the water tower to finish each show. Let's talk about the North Point Trojans coming in with an 0-1 record after a hard-fought, high-scoring, lot of cramping uh, team game Man, was hot. Uh, last Friday night. They're traveling to Brighton. What you got? All right, so North Point at 0-1 is traveling to Brighton, Brighton, Tennessee. What's the Brighton mascot is? Brighton Cardinals. Yes, sir. Brighton Cardinals, who are 1-0. Uh, Brighton plays in the 5A Region 8. So they're, they're a pretty decent-sized public school. Yep. If you remember last week, as you said, North Point lost to Jackson Christian 56-46. Brighton at 1-0 beat St. Benedict 36 to nothing. Okay. 36 to nothing. Okay. Pitching uh, a shutout so far on the season. <laughs> pitching okay. a shutout. Uh, these two teams played last year. North Point did win 25 to 7 at Brighton. They are traveling again to Brighton again. So somehow North Point did not get that return home game. That's that's very interesting. It, Why it, is that? I'm not sure. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm not, now Brighton's I'm not a way sure. bigger school than North Point and holds more people. Yeah. But still, I mean, maybe a you know, I, I wish I, wish I kind of would have thought about asking the coach that on his interview and say, "Hey, man, why, why, you know, we yeah, is there a two for game. one? Like, do they come down here next time?" Or uh, well, I, I don't know because my son will no longer be playing, so he's not, he's not going <laughs> to get that one. I don't know. I actually back. don't care. Yeah, <laughs> no, I do care. My, my my daughter will still be. I'm sure I'll be sure. going with her. All right. So last week, though, we did you know kind of talk about some standout players from last week. Jax Patterson with 21 of 29 for 286 yards and four touchdowns and two interceptions. So be looking for. I mean, I'm sure the North Point's going to look to spread the ball around again tonight. They had four different players score TDs last week uh, against Jackson Christian, so that's you know that's something good. But Matt, they're going to have to find a defense. Absolutely, um, thirty-six to nothing. First of all, uh, obviously we know it looks like that Brighton. I'm not sure what St. Benedict has. We really don't know what any team has yet. But again, doing a shutout on the opening weekend is nice. And Matt, um, also the thirty-six points, they did not pass the ball. They did not pass the they, ball. They had, no, they had no, they had no passing Zero yards. Okay. Zero passing yards. They had. 342 yards rushing for 15 and a half yards a carry. The running back slash quarterback, Braxton Sharp, had 232 yards on eight carries. I'll let you uh, do that. Uh, yeah, per right, average. So here's what we're going to do. Coach Gold, if you can hear my <laughs> voice, if you listen to this show uh, on today's show, uh, we're going to go eight eight across the line. Yeah, eight across, You're yeah. going to make – got to make them beat you in the pass. 232 yards on eight carries for Braxton Sharp. He had three TDs, including a kickoff return for a TD. Wow, this guy's everywhere. Yeah, so tar- really tar- need to keep – not sure of the number. Couldn't find the number. They they had the names, but no numbers on their uh, uh, lineup. Yeah, find out whoever Braxton Sharp is. Know his number. Look for his number. He will be getting the Absolutely, ball. Absolutely, yes. uh, Actually, he was in place of – he's the running back slash quarterback, as I said. He's in place of their starting quarterback – who did not play for undisclosed reasons. So, not sure if he's coming back tonight or not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sounds like if he is, maybe that's why they didn't have any passing yards. But, again, when you put up 342 yards rushing uh, on 15 and a half yards of carry and you got one guy scoring three touchdowns on his own and did not play the second half. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. So, just so stop look. that guy. So, all right. Yeah, so, stop the guy. Yes, yes. Do you stop that guy, I feel pretty good about it. But, unfortunately, we gave up 56 points. 
Tua Jackson Christian team who pretty much ran the ball, so I'm hoping they're making those adjustments this week. But, again, that is North Point at Brighton. North Point at Brighton. Derek, let's just do this real quick so we can kind of work our, work our way through this. North Point at Brighton. Let's go ahead and discuss one thing. The most fun part of our Friday, Friday show is this. Uh, the mascot – comparison the mascot battle royale right here on the utw podcast i'm gonna go trojan would beat a cardinal again we beat the eagle last <laughs> yeah, I, week it sounds like all we're playing is birds this year we're just playing yeah, birds playing all the birds it's birds all the birds well yeah well, let's try and slow those birds down this yeah, week for sure we're zero and one with the with the birds so yes so, trojan beats the cardinal trojan beats the cardinal i'm gonna go with that so we're zero and one on the field picking yes. it so i'm gonna go here's what i'm gonna do Oh, man, I love the North Point Trojans. They uh they they do write us a check every week, every month. But hey, guys, I got to tell you, stopping the run when they when you line up and run the ball, commit to it, stop us if you can. That's the kind of football I love. I got to go with the Brighton Cardinals tonight. One Brighton Cardinals, Matt. You don't uh, have to pick. You don't have to pick. I'm gonna let I'm, you. I'm gonna abstain. I'm gonna have to abstain from yes. this. Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna pick North Point every week. I have to pick North Point every week. My son is a senior. Yes. This is it. So I'm going North Point Trojans. That's, hey, I'm about, going North Point Trojans. Again, maybe all heart. Maybe all heart, but I'm going for it. So I love it. North Point, I, right from now on out, I will have 10 North Point wins. I, uh, I'm so excited there because there's a game on the schedule coming up in September that I can't <laughs> wait for you. <laughs> arguably the best team in the history of the state of Mississippi comes to South Haven and we'll talk about that but from a mascot standpoint a Trojan beats a Cardinal yes. we agree with that yes. done moving on down get well take a left go down 69 boom there you are Lewisburg High School what's Lewisburg doing this week to kick off the 2021 official season Jamboree last week what are they doing this year Lewisburg Patriots taking on at home against Lake Cormorant Gators Lake Cormorant Gators well, I, thought Lake Cameron, I thought they were supposed to play Hernando is that coming up Oh, that's coming up. That's, that's coming, coming up. up. Lake Cormorant, uh, this is, so this is exciting. Again, this is a non-conference game. Lake Cormorant being the last 5A team that's correct. in the county. So this is uh, so Lake Cormorant will be traveling to Lewisburg. So we are covering both schools that are close to Hernando. Yep. Lewisburg, 2-8 and eight last year. Uh, 0 and 7 in the district. Struggled. So they struggled. Uh, Lake Cormorant, 7-3. and three. This is, So Lewisburg, they have a young team. Uh, you know, they did have some seniors last year. They actually lost. Uh, looking at quarterback, running back. So they did lose some seniors. Uh, so they do have a young team. Really trying to improve. They have a new, year, uh, new first-year head coach, uh, Dustin Hectorn. So he'll be doing it. He was an assistant for several years at Horn Lake. He'll be coming over. Last year, Lewisburg averaged 20 points a game. They gave up 34 points a game. Oh, that, that'll, that'll get you two and eight That'll get you two and eight. That'll get you two and eight. <laughs> so players to watch for Lewisburg this year. Now, again, we're doing this because this sure. is their first week. Yeah. Uh, the players to watch uh, this year for Lewisburg, uh, quarterbacks, uh, Taylor Hill and Gunnar Gilmore, uh, running back, Miles Swain, wide receivers, Grayson Crumbly, defensive lineman, Matt St. Alban, linebacker, Kalen Hill, defensive backs, Julian Slocum and Quintarius Corner, and then finally athlete, Colin, Coleman Powell. Coleman Powell. So those are the kind of the players you to watch. You said Colin Powell? <laughs> Not Colin I'm Powell. watching all this stuff Coleman. about Afghanistan. I'm just thinking of Coleman. Coleman Powell. Coleman Powell. Got yeah, it. Coleman Powell. So those are the players to watch for Lewisburg. Now for Lake Cormorant, again, we said 7-3 last year. Lost in the first round to Ridgeland. Yes. Tough game. Uh, it was a tough game. Yeah. Uh, Ridgeland, who actually went on to beat Neshoba Central in the second round. Ooh, we'll talk about them in a second. Yes, we will. Uh, they are coached by Nick Nestor, of course, coming back from last year. Uh, they are the last 5A team in the Minnesota County I can mention. They they score 25 points a game and give up 17. Okay. So the Gators, again, they That'll had a, get you a, seven and three. They uh, had a good year last year, made it to the playoffs. Players to watch for them, really, Matt, they did lose they did lose several seniors. Uh, they do return their basically all-star quarterback, Telvin Amos Jr. Uh, he is back. They do have a good offensive line, 
but only you know, but they lost a running back, have to replace some receivers, and only return three defensive starters. So I think tough. it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good matchup to see where both teams are to start the uh, first of the year. Yes. All right. So we'll, I'm gonna pick the game here. I'm gonna go with Lake Homer to okay. beat the Patriots tonight. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you uh, okay. based on the uh, experience of the quarterback, based on the playoff experience that they had from last year. I think that Coach Nestor there is having they're really building something that they're gonna replace the the players that they lost. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a blowout of any sort. I think Lewisburg. Look, new coach is excited. Call it burning the boat. Uh, they're he's burning boats. But all the, the stuff in the past that's happened. Burning in the, the past. boats or ships. Burning the ships, burning the, the boats, ships. burning the ships, burning the ships. They're burning something. All right, ships are bigger. Boats are the things you row over to the thing. So we're going to burn the ships. We're burning the ships. So, but I mean, he's basically saying everything in the past is the past. We're not going to worry about that. And so, you know, I think it's going to bring some excitement. Really excited about it. Going to, you know, leave it out on the field, but still have to go with the Gators. Real quick question, Derek, and this leads us into the mascot pick. Do you want to burn the boats when there's Gators in the water? That's all I'm going to say. Ooh. That's all I'm going like to say. That. I'm picking the Gators in the mascot battle royale. I'm picking the Gators. If you put them in a cage, the Patriot is not going to beat the Gator. The Gator is going to beat the mascot. The mascot, the Gator, is going to beat the Patriot every time. You're saying Gators over Patriots. Let me think about this. Are we saying that the Patriot has a musket? The Patriot has a musket, maybe even a, a, a bayonet. Bayonet, okay. But he's fighting a Gator. He is in a cage. He's in a cage. That's what I'm saying. So he's got one shot. That he's got. The, oh yeah, you got to reload. If you don't, yeah. Uh, I you know what. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go Gator. I'm going Gator because unless he gets in between the eyes, it, yeah. he's literally got no shot. Gator's upset, coming at him. Right. He's got a, what two to three minutes to reload that thing. Yeah. Maybe tries to stab him a couple sure. times before the Gator takes a bite out. Gator. Look, and Patriots are not very smart. If you've ever watched any stuff about the uh, the Revolutionary <laughs> War, they lined up side by side to each other and would sit there and shoot at each other. So they're not the sharpest. So I'm going to say it's not Crocodile Patriot. It's just Patriot. It's yeah. not. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Gator would beat the Patriot, uh, which leads us into our last game. Uh, Hernando was supposed to have a home game and no longer has that. No, no longer was supposed to be playing Rosa Fort tonight. Uh, that's changed for some reason. And Hernando Tigers will start the 2021 football season. Because last week they were virtual, the school's virtual, which means they did not get to play in their jamboree last week. This will be the first football action for the Hernando Tigers, coached by Coach Wolf. Coming up this season, they're on the road. Tell us about the game to Neshoba Central. Matt, they were supposed to play Rosa Fort. Uh, they, they took a step up in competition. I'm, sure. I'm going to say Rosa Fort was not going to give them the competition. And Neshoba Central rockets. Oh, I like this. Add that one to the Neshoba Central yeah, Rockets. That's now, a tough one, but they used to have a, it's an, an inanimate object, though. That's yeah, tough. You can't it, it's, find it. It's tough. Bing, 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 it's bing. Tough. <laughs> so the Rockets, we'll have to discuss that in just a moment. Coming <laughs> nine and two last year, uh-oh, uh-oh. made it to the second round. Uh, they did get beat again by Ridgeland. Uh, I think it was 32 29. Yeah, 32 29. They lost Ooh. to Ridgeland last year. So very close. So almost made it to the semifinals uh, in, in the 5A state championship last year. Uh, again, they were uh, tied for first in their 5A Region 2. So this is a good team coming back. Yes. They scored 29 points a game, only gave up 13 points a game. So it sounds like they're pretty good defense. So, again, a very good test for Hernando to start the year, uh, traveling to Neshoba Central. Uh, again, Hernando, 6-5 and five last year, made it to the second round. They beat South Panola for the first time in the first round. They, they lost to Oxford in the second round, 41-26. Uh, so they did make it just as far as Neshoba Central did for 6A. They averaged 27 points a game last year, gave up 23 points a game, so pretty even on offensive defense, which would get you a 6-5 and five record, That's true. which is where they ended up. Now, players to watch this year for Hernando. Quarterback Zach Wilkie is coming back, committed to USM. Uh, you know, hope to have big things this year from the, uh, from the senior quarterback. 
They lost all of their running backs and all of their wide receivers. They lost all their running backs and all of their wide receivers, including one that went to the University of Memphis, Mr. Reed Flanagan, a friend of the podcast. So much of their offense was Wilkie to Flanagan whenever they needed the, uh, a big play, and that's gone now. It's gone. So it, a lot of uh, big shoes to fill there. They're going to look for Eli Mashburn at the wide receiver position to take, uh, try to take some of that spot, and then Brody Martin will be getting the, the starting call at running back to see if he can uh, replace the, the senior running backs from last year. On the offensive line, they have a couple coming back. Colin Classy and Matt Elrod will kind of look for those to anchor the line. And then on defense, you've got Bo Brankstone, Dominic Wade, and Keon Neely. They're going to be looking for That's all three levels. Brankstone on the line. I mean, Brankstone at linebacker, Dominic Wade on the line, and Keon Neely in the, backfield, in the uh, defensive backfield. So, again, just – those are some of the players to watch. Really looking forward. I think it's going to be an enormous task for the Tigers to go to Neshoba Central. If they get this win, I think that really gets them started off well on what could be a great year because I think they're really going to get all they want from Neshoba Central Rockets. I couldn't agree more, Derek. It's going to be a really tough game. Really stinks you weren't able to play a jamboree last week where the, the, the records didn't matter, but you get to ch- a chance to hit other guys, hit other people, hit other teams, and learn a lot about your, your football team. And then to have to go on the road now to Neshoba Central, who will gladly welcome a team. Oh, yeah. Uh, into town for sure, uh, no matter if it, whatever the issue was with Rosa Fort. But, uh, you know, Derek, so let's 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 go right to it, man. I got to tell you, I, I think the Neshoba Central Rockets are going to win this game tonight. Uh, I'm not going to shy away from it. They're replacing a ton. I will be cheering my hardest for the Hernando Tigers. Uh, listen to it, whether it be on the radio or Facebook or whatever. Definitely be cheering for them. My daughter's senior year. I want them to uh, have a good senior year, uh, but it's going to be really, really tough to replace so much offense. Matt, I'm going to have to agree with you. I know that – I think we're right now we're only one difference so far. But <laughs> I'm going to agree with you because I, I know that Hernando – they did lose a lot. You mentioned running backs and wide receivers. I mean, just so much offense has to be replaced. Uh, we, you know, They do have some defensive players coming back, but will it be enough? They, they still gave up 23 points a game last year, and we know there were a lot of barn burners that they had. So, uh, And I also – I do know that there's some youth coming up. I mean, we both sure. know – that they you know, have friends who have children that are in the ninth or tenth grade, a lot of good athletes coming up. I do think Coach Wolf will, you know, be looking at a team that he can grow. I'm I'm sure he's gonna play a lot of the younger players to see what they can do. But again, first game, a lot of younger players, a lot of new players gonna have to go to with the Rockets. Gonna be tough. Gonna be tough. All right. So now the most important thing, uh, it's really hard to do this. I don't know it's how tough. you can do it. I don't I don't know how you can do you put a rocket in a cage with a tiger they just stare at each other, but they again the rocket is an inanimate object. So um, I mean, are we going rocket like wait, 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 space, are, or are we going like rocket like off of a you know Patriot missile type yeah, rocket? What I'm are we going, talking I'm, about? Here? I'm go, I got to go with a rocket. No, not not a rocket that big. I'm I'm, I'm picturing a rocket like a like a not a bottle rocket. Yeah, not about not that small. <laughs> I mean, the tiger would he could eat a bottle rocket. But I'm talking about yeah. I mean, if we're talking about some uh, you know Elon Musk Tesla stuff yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 I'm gonna get okay. I got here's the thing. I got to go with the rocket to be the tiger because. Maybe what it lights itself and blasts. Oh, off the or ini- I mean, yeah, the the smoke and know. all the fire from the ignition. There you go. There I mean, it is. basically That's incinerates it. anything with yes, yes. it. So. It gets a little hot down there, but yeah. where the rocket goes. So I'm going to go with a rocket over a tiger in the uh, the mascot battle royale. I'm excited about it though. Tonight's going to be an awesome game. Uh, look forward to watching it, whichever I guess Facebook Live or however it gets done. We'll be pulling for the Hernando Tigers. Going to be a tough road down in Shelby Central. I do know they have a lot of people going, so y'all be careful as y'all travel down tonight for the first game of the. Hernando Hernando Tiger season. Good luck to North Point Trojans. Good luck to the Lewisburg Patriots. And good luck to the Hernando Tigers right here under the water tower. We definitely will be pulling for you guys. Good luck all season long. Really, really excited that the administration and DCS is playing football again this year. Very excited. Look forward to that.
Especially want to send a shout-out to the Raging Big Lanes as they tackle tonight the uh, Brighton Cardinals. Uh, number 62, the center for the North Point Trojans, is a definite friend of the podcast. So, Bo Big Lane, go get him, and we appreciate you. Well, look, if you enjoy everything we do here, Hernando Talk, Government Talk, Football, all those different things, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you can hear our voice, go and give us a five-star review. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing as we continue to move up the ranks there on the uh, podcast provider. Be sure and look for the OB Pod, our brother podcast, coming to you out of Olive Branch. They do a really good coverage of Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and Center Hill. You will hear breakdowns, post-game interviews, and breakdowns of each of the football games for those teams coming up uh, on their Monday show. They drop a show early, early Monday morning uh, for the OB Pod. So listen to the OB Pod as they continue to grow in the Olive Branch area. Derek, on our Friday show, what do we do? We encourage people to go to church. Take your family to church this Sunday. If you're thinking about going to a church, find their Facebook page, find their service times. Please take your family to church this Sunday. I assure you, you won't regret it. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty little girl. Same grade as me